0: Hey, 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 welcome back to Chew the Bible, it's your good friend A.A. Ron (laughs) It is still May 27th, it's 5.33, 5.33pm and uh We are live on YouTube. If you want to watch right now, head on over to YouTube. Type in—I guess you just type in Aaron J. Nancy and then my channel will come up. Because right now, all the Chew the Bible recordings are under that account, and until they approve my um, request to go live on Chew the Bible, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I said I had to wait twenty-four hours. Man, I got a message from uh, Steffi Curry, but I'm like, I got to wait a little while to respond, partly because I don't know what to actually say. And the other part, because I don't want to seem desperate, desperate for affection and attention. Anyway, all right, we're, (laughs) you just want attention. All right, we're in uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, and we're reading out of the New Living Translation, the New Living Translation, so here we go, last chapter, believe this is the last chapter of the Bible, of the, uh, not the Bible, but of Ecclesiastes, we're almost, as so I look at my Bible right now, we're like about at the halfway point of this thing, and once we get As we keep going, man, once we get past, we got Solomon, Song of Solomon, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea. Ooh, I can't wait to get to Hosea. Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah. Ooh, Jonah's going to be good. Nahum, one of the most underrated books of the Bible. Habakkuk. Zephaniah, Haggai, however you say that, Zechariah, and Malachi, and uh, yeah, after we get to that prayer of Jabez, we're going to be in the New Testament, homie, or Jabez, however y'all want to say that, Jabez, I like to say Jabez, because that's how I've heard people say it growing up, even though I think it's wrong phonetically, I think they're pronouncing it wrong, I'm going to Google that when we get there. All right, uh Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Don't let the excitement of youth cause you to forget your creator. Hm. That's easy. I could pause in there and just talk for a couple seconds. Just I know as a kid, especially if you grew up in a in a middle-class two-parent household where your basic needs were taken care of, and on top of your basic needs, your parents were able to get you nice things like Bulls jerseys and uh, for your birthday or a basketball hoop or video game, the latest video game system is so easy. when the internet came out, oh man, and there's all these different games you could play on your computer or get on AOL messenger and chat with your friends or Black Planet for those of y'all that remember Black Planet and all the cartoons and Nickelodeon and Doug and Eureka's Castle, all this entertainment right from our childhood Rugrats. NBA 2K, College Hoops 2K, Madden, Game Breaker. Oh man, Ninja Turtles, whatever, you name it. Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. My parents weren't dead broke, so we could picture this. Birthdays were the best days. I was too young to sip champagne. Anyway, all right. Oh, my bad. I I went on these crazy tangents. All right, so what I was trying to say is, for those of us that grew up in a household where we were able to afford these kind of our parents were able to afford these kind of things, we didn't know anything about that struggle life, not for real for real, no uh roaches um in the cereal boxes. thank god um it's easy to forget forget God It's easy to forget God. It's easy to forget God. Let me say it one more time. Even as an adult, it's easy to forget God. So as it says in verse one here, don't let the excitement of youth cause you to forget your creator. Honor him in your youth before you grow old and say life is not pleasant anymore. Yeah, as you get older, you realize life isn't. Yeah, these bills aren't fun. So you have more free time because you don't have any bills. Usually, um, some households, kids are made to work as teenagers to bring in extra money into the home. But uh, yeah. Excuse me, be thankful. Be thankful that you have that free time to really serve the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength without all these distractions of having bills and a family to take care of. Anyway, verse two, remember him before the light of the sun, moons, and stars is dim to your old eyes and rain clouds continually darken your sky. Basically, life gets depressing as you get older. It doesn't have to, but it's not as exciting. Just think about it. Most of my greatest memories are from my childhood. I have some good memories as an adult, but most of my great memories from life are from Eight years old and probably maybe around like eighteen, I wanna say. Yeah, eighteen and eight. Remember him before your legs, legs, the guards of your house start to tremble, and before your shoulders, the strong men, stoop. That's before you get all hunched over and walk, and you have to use a cane or a walker. That's basically what he's saying there. Remember him before your teeth. Your few remaining servants stop grinding and before your eyes, the women looking through the windows, see dimly. Interesting that he refers to eyes as women. Let me see what it says in the other, in the message Bible. Verse three. It says, this ought to be good. He says, in old age, your body no longer serves you so well. Muscles slacken, grip weakens, joints stiffen. The shades are pulled down on the world. You can't come and go at will. Things grind to a halt. The hum of the household fades away. Yeah, my uncle Cornelius. It was sad to see him. You couldn't really move around. They took his keys away so he would stop driving. Anyway, uh, please glass glasses. Uh. You can't come and go at will. Things grind to a halt. The hum of the household fades away. You are awakened now by bird song. (laughs) Birds still out there chirping. Hikes to the mountains are a thing of the past. Even a stroll down the the road has its terrors. Yeah, you start to have all these phobias and paranoias you didn't have as a kid. Your hair turns apple blossom white. Well, not everybody deals with that, but I met mean, My dad actually expressed that to me before he passed That he started to have all these phobias That he didn't have before He didn't really go into a whole lot of detail about them But anyway Your hair turns apple blossom white Adorning a fragile and and impotent Matte stick body Would you describe my body as Fragile, impotent, <laughs> matte stick For those of y'all watching this video I don't know Got a little chicken wings Yes, my old friend Uh Miss Banks, when we FaceTimed one time, the first thing she said is like, "Oh, your arms are skinny. I can see all your veins. Like, Thanks a lot, Miss Banks. Uh, not as, as though I wasn't already self-conscious about these chicken wings. I'm, I'm surprised I don't have them on a sweatshirt right now, but I'm kind of warm after going for that walk. Anyway, yes, you're well on your way to eternal rest while your friends make plans for your funeral. It's kind of morbid. All right. That was the message, Bob. All right. Let's go back to. uh, Go back to the NLT. Remember him before the door to life's opportunities is closed and the sound of work fades. Now you rise at the first chirping of the birds, but then all their sounds will grow faint. You start to lose your hearing. Remember him before you become fearful of falling and worry about danger in the streets. Before your hair turns white and, like an almond tree in, blo- in bloom, and you drag along without energy like a dying grasshopper, and the c- caperberry no longer inspires sexual desire. <laughs> oh no! What in the world is a caperberry? I gotta Google this. Let's see here. Caper berries is that some type of uh form of Viagra? An aphrodisiac? Let's see here. Caper berry, a perennial winter deciduous plant that bears around it, flesh these leaves and large white to pinkish white flowers, often eaten as pickled buds or capers. That's what I know about capers. The fruit of capers sometimes served pickled as a mezzi. Let me see here. Caperberry. Af- it must be an aphrodisiac. Let's see here, if I can spell it right. In biblical times, the caperberry was apparently supposed to have aphrodisiac Af- properties. The Hebrew word Avayona. for caperberry is closely linked to the hebrew root meaning desire the word occurs once in the bible in the book of ecclesiastes at verse 12 5 <laughs> mm-hmm. <coughs> i did not know that capers were are an aphrodisiac did not know that uh i know about oysters what else is an aphrodisiac i forgot the other ones Let's see. Ah, uh, we're not gonna go that deep. Oh, I gotta be careful. That's, weird stuff pops up. Uh I just saw that at the top. My bad, y'all. So I was watching on video. So whenever it's time for me to get married, what's that dish? Chicken piccata? Yeah, chicken piccata has uh capers in it. I'm gonna be like, hey babe, let's let get some chicken Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's continue before I say something too crazy. All right, like a dying grasshopper in the... Cap- Let me go back. Remember him before you... He's talking about God. Remember him before you become fearful of falling and worry about danger in the streets before your hair turns white like an almond tree in bloom and you drag along without energy like a dying grasshopper and the caperberry no longer inspires sexual desire or become impotent. Remember him before you near the grave your everlasting home when the mourners will weep at your funeral verse six yes remember your creator now while you're young before the silver cord of life snaps and the golden bowl is broken don't wait until the water jar is smashed at the spring and the pulley is broken at the well for then the dust will return to the earth and the spirit will return to god who gave it i don't know why he used those particular words but i'm sure they have some significance It's crazy because my dad had this grit bowl, this bowl that he used to eat grits grits out of every morning. And one day he had that bowl for ever since I was a kid, I remember him having that bowl. The thing was almost as old as me. And one day, a few months ago, I accidentally broke it somehow, like dropped it. And I was so sad. I was so sad over that bowl because I knew I felt so bad. I told my dad. He didn't trip over it. But I was like, I knew how much, how many memories my dad probably had with that bowl. And all the times I had to clean it as a kid. Because he would bring it home from work. Anyway. I just that little, those verses about the golden bowl broken. Just made me think of that. Concluding thoughts about the teacher. Let me take off these glasses for now. Everything is meaningless, says the teacher, completely meaningless. Keep this in mind. The teacher was considered wise and he taught the people everything he knew. He listened carefully to many proverbs, studying and classifying them. The teacher sought to find just the right words to express truths clearly. The words of the wise are like cattle prods, painful but helpful. Mm, That's a good word right there. Like, I believe a cattle prod is what they stick into the side of the, uh, of a cow or animal to make them move. Anyway, painful but helpful. The words of the wise are like cattle prods, painful but helpful. That's a good memory verse. They're, they're collected saying, let me see what it says in verse 11 in here. The sayings of the wise are like cattle prods, and those from masters of collections are like firmly embedded nails. The, the sayings are given by one shepherd. Or by a shepherd. Hmm. And here, yeah, NOT says, the words of the wise are like cattle prods, painful but helpful. Their collected sayings are like a nail studded stick with, with which a shepherd drives the sheep. But my child, let me give you some further advice. Be careful for writing books is endless and much study wears you out. (laughs) Let's see here. Come on. Ah, I'm so tempted to just shrink. This is really getting old. Hold on a second. I gotta do it in such a way so the people watching the video can see the screen. That's the whole story. Here is now my final conclusion. Fear God and obey his commands, for this is everyone's duty. God will judge us for everything we do, including every secret thing, whether good or bad. Mm. Wow. If that doesn't make you tremble. I don't know what else will. All right. All right. All right, let's read these Tony Evans notes. And then there also is a little section here about Kingdom Living section in here. I'll read the Tony Evans notes and then I'll read the Kingdom Living section by Tony Evans. All right. The phrase in the days of your youth indicates that children should be urged to start looking at the world through the lens of God's word while they're young. So sow the seeds of God consciousness into your children, exhort them to make their creator the source and sustainer of life, their reference point. Solomon uses a variety of metaphors to talk about the aging process and what inevitably follows it. Bones turn brittle, hands tremble, muscles weaken, disease invades. It's crazy. I was doing some yard work with my good friend. Uh Josh at the church. Cutting I was uh yeah, trimming with the uh weed whacker, right? And you know, with the weed whacker, you're holding it for prolonged periods of time, you know, itching up. Around the and our church is pretty big. There's a lot of grass. Something's edging along, and so I probably held that thing. I was out there maybe for a little over an hour or so. I can't remember how long it took to do that. Maybe an hour. I want to say a little over an hour, and uh, or maybe it was less. I don't know. It felt like it felt like two hours. So anyway, after I was done, my arms were trembling. And I was, like, all, like, scared. I, like, messaged my brother and my mom. I was like, something's wrong, mom. Something's wrong, big bro. My arms keep trembling. (laughs) Pray for me. I thought, oh, I thought I was, like, had some serious condition developing. And I'm just realizing I'm not in my 20s anymore. Anyway, I need to, yeah. As as soon as I'm done with this recording, I'm going to do some push-ups i don't know it's like i'm too i'm why am i trembling like this anyway bones turn brittle hands turn hands tremble muscles weaken disease invades therefore before the gloom of old age sets in adopt a godly perspective the gloom of old age if while you're young you're always dying to do this or dying and dying to do that one day you'll discover that you're just dying We began as dust and we returned to dust. Yep, Genesis 2-7. So if this is all you have to look forward to, it's empty. There's no ultimate meaning in life. To find true meaning, you have to bring God to bear on your life and let him bring perspective and higher purpose into the emptiness. Solomon taught the people in part through these many proverbs. God graciously gave him wisdom so that he might pass it along. And his descriptions and illustrations are vital because they grab our attention, help us understand truth, and emphasize its its relevance to our lives. Preachers, take note. That's what he says in parentheses here. In a sense, Solomon's wise sayings are like cattle prods, used to motivate an ox. They provoke us to a response. They provide a divine frame of reference and enable us to discern the best choices to make. When... When accepted, they work like firmly embedded nails driven into our hearts and minds. Reminds me of that Song of Solomon scripture about basically um, placing, uh, placing the Lord as a seal over our hearts and like a, um, almost like a tattoo basically on our arms. I'm totally butchering the scripture. Um, but yeah, that's scripture. I hear my stomach making them weird noises. Yeah, I think I'm going to go ahead and shave my head. I'm not grunt. Look at this. Look at this. Y'all looking at video? Y'all see all that? This is what my head is doing. My lining has slowly started down here when I was younger. Now it's like up here and it was was up here and then it's up here now. And it's just like, yeah, I'm done. I'm just going to be Mr. Bald Man, Mr. Mr. Potato Head. Hey, Elijah. I think Elijah and Elisha were bald. One of them dudes was bald, and they made fun of him. And go look and see what happened to those kids that made fun of Elijah. It didn't turn out well for calling him baldy. Go Google it. Or was it, or am I thinking of Gideon. I think it was Elijah. Ultimately, the saying we find in this book, the sayings we find in this book are given by one shepherd. The Lord works through them to prick our consciences, our consciences, and apply them to our hearts. There is a seemingly endless supply of resources Resources based on scripture. That's because the Bible is so deep that theologians can't touch the bottom, but it's so shallow that babies won't drown in it. I say that. That's my favorite quote. Like, I want that on my tombstone. I don't know how I want to have it said, though. I don't need a tombstone. Put it on my urn. I don't really need an urn. Just put it somewhere. Put this on a t-shirt. The Bible is simple enough for a child to understand, but complex enough for an adult to never, like the most intelligent person to never be bored with it. Nevertheless, we must, I got to put that like, somehow condense that quote. Nevertheless, we must remember that much study wears the body. There comes a time when you must put down the books and choose wisely. That's why like I have, you see all those books in my background? Those of y'all watching on YouTube? Uh, I used to have way more books than that. And anyway, I barely even read any of those books anymore. I mean, even the Christian books I have up there, I'd rather just read the Bible. And until I'm done with the Bible, I'm not going to read any of those books up there. My counselor has always given me some book to read. I appreciate it. But none of those books are as good as this book, the word of God. We should never spend, I my, my personal opinion is, we should be spending way more time in the word of God than in any Christian book, any even movie. And there's many ways to take. Now we we're so spoiled now here in North America. There's so many ways to take in the word of God. You can listen to it via audio. Um You can watch movies that actually reenact. Like I know on Netflix, they have the whole the Gospels on there. Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. And then you got The Chosen, but none of it. None of it can really replace time spent in a physical Bible. As long as it's pick a translation, just whatever translation is easiest for you to read. But it's really good to spend time in God's word. The actions of humanity, good and evil, are all on tape. And while you can't erase what's on your tape, you can create new and better footage. As long as you draw breath, the recorder is still running. It's like the recorder is still running here on uh to the on the YouTube channel right now. God's recorder is running as well, even when I set this down, this broadcast off. seek God's divine perspective for your day to day decisions and make your life count toward the fulfillment of his kingdom agenda all right. Here's the kingdom living section. Tony Evans has these little sections where it says kingdom living. wanna see y'all on the video? See that? See that? Kingdom living. There you go. I right, Careful, everything's falling out of my Bible now. All right. What happens when you're driving down the highway and you see a police car parked by the roadside? You slow down. Why? The officer might not even be looking your way. That car may just be sitting there, but on the side of that car is an authority symbol that gets your attention whenever you see it. In fact, it arrests your attention and will probably cause you to alter your behavior out of healthy fear. Notice he says healthy fear. Uh, For me, sometimes it's kind of unhealthy fear because... I get triggered anytime I see a cop. I'm like, even if I'm not, even though I know I'm not doing anything wrong, my seatbelt's on, the music's turned down, I don't have anything in the, the car inappropriate, still, everything clinches and gets tight when them when them Jerry berries go whoop whoop, which especially when they make the whoop whoop sound, and then even if they're not, I can't even do the sound right now. Whoop whoop, there we go. Anyway. <laughs> Even if they're not coming to get me, they're coming going to get somebody else. I'm like, oh, Jesus, please, please help me, Lord. Please, please, Lord. Please, please. Oh, it's one of the worst feelings in the world, especially when you get pulled over and you're a brother. It's like you don't know how you're going to come out of that situation. There's a lot of good cops out here, but there's always that one not-so-good apple. All right, this is not unlike the kind of fear we should show toward God. Yet, some of us are speeding down the highway of life, and we don't even slow down when God shows up. yeah, just have you ever seen anybody just speeding and act like they act like they have no they could even see a cop and no, like in California, that happens all the time. they have police chases all the time, and the helicopters are above, they don't care they they're having a good time that's what it's like when we are just going through life with no fear of God not even considering not even considering um what he has to say there's no fear of God in our hearts he doesn't even arrest our attention if that's the case we need to cultivate the fear of God by spending time getting to know him yeah the only way you develop a fear of God which as we said earlier is the beginning of wisdom is to actually take time to get to know him As we read his word, we learn more about our God, who is indeed worthy of all glory, honor, and respect. That's where that old school phrase from the old folks where they say dusty Bibles lead to dirty lifestyles. A crisis in our lives often brings fear. It's hard hard to sin and read the Bible. It's hard to fornicate and read the Bible. It's hard to fill in the blank, lie and be in the Bible a lot. Not saying you won't do those things, but your conscience is gonna be seared with truth, like Aaron now do you really want to do that? How does god what what do you think God would think about you doing that? You want him to bless you right? Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway, you don't want that guilt on your conscience, right? A crisis in our lives often brings fear. We become afraid when we don't have the ability to fix our problems. It's a reminder that we are fallible. But God asks us to fear him, not our circumstances. This is because he is greater than our circumstances. God is always faithful and always present in our lives. All he wants is our dependence on him alone. As you face your crisis, if you will begin to seek God and fear him above all else, it will make all the difference in the world. God embraces the seriousness of your pursuit of him and responds with his care, provision, and power. I definitely have a testimony about that. Um, child support on sleep. And now I'm back to having to be an adult and pay rent. Thank God I was able to live with my father rent-free, right? And um, for the last three years, whatever. And um, I should really have a lot more money saved up. But I really don't. I'm working on, it. I'm getting better at saving money. most of my money is extra money's been going toward either making some dumb financial choices, investments I shouldn't have, or my child support or yeah, this car payment that I never should have taken out, but oh well, it is what it is. We're here now, but anyway, some lately last few weeks, I thought I was gonna have to like come up with like three thousand dollars for my deposit. And it's like $500 high risk fee They're making me pay And I don't know I was going to need like $3,000 or whatever To move into my new apartment And I was going to have to bust my behind But praise God i They're allowing me to stay And I thought I was going to have to get a new co Because my dad was my co-signer Anyway, praise God The people were gracious They understood my understood my situation and let me stay in this apartment that I'm in The one where my I was living with my father Right? I, all I have to do is pay this $500 high risk fee. I don't have to come up with the other $2,500 or whatever. Um, the other apartment I was moving into, the rent was actually another, it was $100 more than the rent here. I don't have to worry about that, praise God. And on top of that, I've had, my brother and I, uh, we started in a a, uh, a cash app account uh, Yancey and Sons is what it's called yeah, Yancey and Sons Y-A-N-C-E-Y And S-O-N-S Cheap plug If you want to donate Donations, donations to that Every dollar helps toward um, This time where I'm not working And where I'm going to be driving out to Virginia But um, where's I going with all that Yeah, I've already had like We've had all these family members Family members I didn't even know knew my dad Out of the blue given fifty dollars one of them gave two hundred dollars like it's been a huge blessing um and then there's some unexpected funds that we're going to be getting from my dad um i expected not to really get hardly anything but praise god we got some something some coming in from that and it just i'm just thankful i'm thankful i'm thankful for the lord and his provision and um as I always say, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that you're not going to deal with, avoid, does, being a Christian does not give you a free pass from tribulation, Uh, let you off the hook from tribulation and trials. It just empowers you for when you do go through the trials and tribulations, you know who your source is of strength. You know who your source is for peace. You know who your source is for joy. You know who your source is for comfort and and affection and attention Even though I've been going to some of these ladies lately sometimes to talk to and and receive comfort. My true comfort comes from spending time in this word and spending time in prayer and just playing, putting on some worship music and just knowing that the Lord is present. So thank you, Lord, for this word. There's one more word here in the back. It's a hope word. It says, start where you are. Do what you can. Then watch God open the door. So thank you, Lord. For this book of Ecclesiastes, and just how much it just shows us how temporary this world is, this life is, and how the little the the amount of importance in this life compared to the importance for the life to come for eternity, help us to focus on that, help us to number our days, Lord, help us to make wise choices choices to uh fear you lord which is the beginning of the wisdom and um really just really spend time in your word god let it marinate in our minds constantly lord or to brine and uh break into the fibers of our mind in Jesus name thank you lord for this time in your word um and we thank you for all that you've done all that you're going to continue to do thank you for the testimonies that I have of your goodness and your faithfulness and I look forward to the testimonies to come in Jesus mighty name I pray and Lord, if you, uh, yeah, my kids, that'd be great to see them before I leave, or ideally before I leave, or before when I come back. Um, I just pray and continued um, favor with, yeah, my former wife and her, her uh, husband, and um, my mother in law and anybody else that'll be involved in making this co parenting situation work. And uh, just thank you, Lord, for my grandparents that are still alive, Eddie May and Thelma. And um, thank you for my mom that's still alive. Thank you for all the family. Just look forward to this funeral, Lord. There's going to be a celebration of my father's life and his steadfast um, relationship with you and uh, how you are faithful to him, even in the moments where he may not have always been faithful to you. You're always faithful to us and you're always kind you're always gracious, gracious and you're always merciful. Thank you for that. And in Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. All right, y'all. I'm take a little push up break and respond to this message from my uh my good uh I don't know what we are. I guess we are acquaintances. Uh Steffi Curry. So is there anything else? Nope. Alright, I'll be back. And next will be in Song of Songs Song of Songs Song of Songs I think I might take a It's 6 away, it's kind of early Alright, one other thing So if I go to If I want to be up at 3 o'clock I would If I'm in bed by 9 9 to midnight is 3 hours And then midnight to 3 is 3 hours So 6 hours total That should be enough sleep So, yeah, I'm going to do I'm going to get Song of Songs kicked off And then I'm going to go ahead and cut my hair And start winding things down So Some of y'all be like You don't even need to cut your hair I don't know I don't like this weird stage of it Where you see these little Anyway I got to work on The self-love Accepting myself as I am All right, y'all, I'll be back. Oh, this is 36 minutes. My bad, y'all. I did not mean to go that long. I will. Enjoy. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans 5a says, but God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe. We will be saved, for with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God, and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans ten verse thirteen says that whosoever anybody or everybody who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart, or you've walked away from Him and you would like to rededicate your life to Him, you can just simply say, "Dear God, I know I'm a sinner."